Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. You guys, I have such an amazing guest and such an important conversation that we share today with you, so I can't wait to share it. We are going to talk about how we can go from helpless and feeling hopeless, maybe even feeling depressed and anxious or even suicidal, to feeling hope-filled by finding and having a connection, having a relationship with God knowing the promises he has for us and really surrendering to him. And my guest, literally from the time she was 11 until 34, had a spirit of suicide over her life, and she didn't really know God. She knew of God, but she didn't know God. And so this is her story, and it's how her life drastically changed when she allowed God into her life and how she's then gone on to write and speak and coach women to really understand their value and their worth and all God has for them. So I cannot wait to share this with you. And if this episode speaks to you, I hope you'll share it with a friend or someone that might need to really hear just a testimony um, from someone that has walked through such a hard season, has walked through suicide and attempts on her life and has come out the other side. It's such a testament. And I just hope that it will speak to and touch a lot of people and give them hope and maybe help them really connect with and, and want to know and have a relationship with God. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? I'm Kristen. I'm an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have a lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God and design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome our guest, Dara Koenig. She is a Christian life coach, author, speaker, and the founder of the nonprofit Changing Your Conversation. And I'm excited to have this conversation with her because we are going to talk about her devotional. We're going to talk about how she helps women and how she, in her own life, stepped out of a space of feeling helpless and hopeless to feeling hope-filled. So welcome, Dara. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. Um, Kristen, it is an honor. So thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited and I'm encouraged that we're having this conversation because in a minute when you share a little bit about, about your story and your journey, I think now, especially more than ever, we're dealing with a lot of things in the world, one of which is people feeling lonely and struggling with lots of things, which we'll get into. So the fact that you are sharing your story in the world and then you're going and stepping out and helping women really understand their value and their worth and all that God has for them. I just think this is such an important conversation that I'm so excited to have. It, it's something I'm extremely passionate about. Like you said, so much of our identity, if we're not rooted in Christ, can be found in this world. And that's going to be the absolute wrong thing for us to think about who we are. So yeah. I, I love this. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your life? Like what's your, your journey been like? And then what are you up to now? So my journey, um, it's quite, inter- and quite frankly, Jesus saved me from suicide. Um, I had a very, um, 
unfortunately common childhood. It was full of rejection and abuse and neglect and just all of the wrong environments that I used to think was uncommon. And then I would start talking to women. I was like, oh, you had the same thing. Um, And so far too common of a childhood, but that resulted in me being suicidal from the time I was 11 until about 34. Um, with multiple attempts in the middle. And then one night God just got a hold of me and a girlfriend of mine had just introduced me to church the week before I knew of God, but I didn't know God. And there was a point in my life. I was just ready to end it all. And God's just like, get to church the next day. I've been to church once the week before. Yeah. And I hear this, just get the next day here. can be fine. Sure enough. I did. And it was that morning. I was just like, I give you my life and I have lived every day for the last 11 and a half years with that principle that I've given my life to God and I will do everything he tells me to, because he's the reason I'm breathing today. Yeah. I, um, listen, I think it's such an important thing to talk about. And when people share their stories about what they've gone through, you know, the, the hard seasons, the seasons, like, like you said, you said it's like a spirit of suicide. And I think everyone can directly feel this, whether they've walked through that or whether someone they love's walked through that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in some cases, obviously it didn't turn out this way. And so I think having this conversation is important because, you know, I think they said, even with youth, what the second number of, or I'm sorry, the second cause of death is suicide. So like, mm-hmm. it's important that we have this conversation and that we show people, people that have come to the other side of it and just like, what's there, right? The promise, but it actually can happen. It's available to us, right? To feel hopeful, to let go of some of the anxiety and not feel like we have value in the world. And so thank you for sharing that with us because I think a lot of people need to hear this or it's an episode that people will want to share with other people that they know that might need to hear this message of hope and this message, you know, um, of how things can look different. Absolutely. Can you want to share, share with us a little bit about from stepping from that place and to starting to have this relationship with God to saying like, okay, God, like I need you. I need your help. Like I'm in it. Here I am. Like what, what kind of did the journey look like then? And then how did you get into actually coaching and helping women feel more hopeful in their own lives? I immersed myself in all things God. I couldn't, I was became like the sponge. So I would read my Bible I was given a Bible. I would read it every day, not knowing where to start. Of course, I started in Genesis and just read through the Bible. Um, I would listen to daily devotionals. Um, Joel Osteen was one of my first go-tos because he focuses on love. And when you're in that place, hearing how much God loves you is all the difference in the world. Even now, anytime someone asks me, where do I start in the Bible? Go to John. Go to John because that's going to teach you how much God loves you. You're going to get a hold of it in that story there. Um, So I just immersed myself in it and I learned everything about God and what he had to say. And then I finally came to know Jesus. I, 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 a lot of people, they'll get to know Jesus first. And then other, for me, it's a little different because starting in the old Testament, you don't really get to introduce to Jesus right away. And then when I was like, wait, he did what he it just, my journey through the Bible and through learning all of the stories and the heroes of faith and wanting to like, I want that kind of faith. 
I want to be like Moses where I can be obedient. Even in my doubts, I want to pursue God like David. I want to be a servant like Jesus. Um, that's really what birthed everything. And just hearing how much God loves me, how much he wants a good life for me and what it means to be his daughter. Um, it's funny. A lot of my friends at first, if you, when you first get to know, you might think I'm a little, I'm very quiet, but then there's this, um, confidence about me that if you don't know, could be considered as arrogance because I know who I am. I know as God's daughter, I am strong. I am capable. I am more than enough. Mm-hmm. And that allows me to carry myself differently into situations that with people who don't have that, it could be um, misconstrued or like, where, what's going on? But at the same time, it's enough to make people like, I want some of that what is she doing differently? Especially those who have known where I was and see where I am now. They're like, what did you do? What is so different about you? What did you learn? Who did you go to? I'm like the Bible. (laughs) What? I mean, seriously, what a testimony, right? I mean, and you know, if you are, you know, someone listening to this, you're probably a person of faith, but you know, maybe, maybe that's a early or you're curious about your faith or, or growing your relationship. And I'll just say there's so many people's testimonies about everything, right? It could be healing. It could be renewing the mind. It could be literally saving you from suicide, from knowing that you had worth. So I think I love that you're able to share this testimony because the most powerful thing is people's story, their testimony about how their life was changed. And so, you know, that's the first thing I think if anybody's questioning or they're just trying to get to know God better or they're struggling, they're having a hard time with something get around people, listen to podcasts, you know, read the Bible, but like go and talk to somebody, right. That has some sort of um, testimony or transformation that happened in their life. Because when you start hearing the stories, right, that's actually how our brain, um, we need story, right. It's not data, right. Just to say like this many people, you know, now believe in God, that, d- that doesn't help people move, right. It doesn't move your heart or your soul. And so you know, I think that's amazing that, like you said, people are like, what happened? What changed? Like, what coaching program did you do? And you're like, oh, no, like the ultimate coaching program. Like, it's exactly. not a coach. It's God, right? It's mm-hmm. God moved in your life and he moved in your your heart. And it's so funny that you talk about sharing stories because um, even as a speaker, that is something I still struggle with. I'm crafting my next talk because I have a event in a couple of weeks, a secular event, and I'm crafting it. I'm like, how, why, why my stories? And that's one of those things that I'm constantly working on. I'm like, okay, my life, my stories have something to offer other women. I'm even talking about that with my women's group tonight that I lead is how can we be more bold in sharing our story? Because you're right. Hearing God loves you that's going to hit eventually. And that seed is planted in that, but hearing what God's done for each of us and how he's redeemed us and what he's brought us through. That's what's like, okay, well, if he's done it for her, will he do it for me? You know what? I got this little itty bitty mustard seed of faith that he will. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And you know, one of the things this was reminding me of, and surely we're not saying that the testimonies or the, the way that God works in our lives is all about taking us out of pain or a place of struggle, because of course he does so much more, right. But provides and promises. But I will tell you that um, I've several times heard this idea that 
pain obviously can feel like a place of suffering, but when pain has purpose behind it, right? So if, in other words, if we can have, understand the purpose behind the pain, meaning imagine like childbirth, right? Some women might say it's not painful, but in general, there's a, <laughs> a moment at least that it might not be very comfortable, but there's purpose in the pain because you're bringing forth new life. Like you're bringing forth this baby. So that's the type of thing I'm talking about. I'm saying mm-hmm. that yes, no one wants to be in a place where you uh, are depressed or, or you're having suicidal thoughts or anything like that. But if from the pain is birthed something greater, which is in your story of sharing that pain, there's purpose behind it now. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, you know what I'm saying? So I think telling our stories, especially our stories of, that we were struggling with something. And when we can honestly share that and the change that happened, that's where purpose comes out of that story because other people can be changed by it, by the story, by the transformation. Absolutely. My um, mother is is living with us temporarily right now. And um, she's coming to know God by being in our home, which is a beautiful thing. And I love witnessing it. But she's had quite a traumatic life, just like a lot of the family and stuff. And she looked at me one day and we're talking and she's like, you were the only woman, only person I know who's gotten through that pain and is beautiful and happy and healthy. I'm like, that's because of Jesus. Yeah. It's like, that's because I really grasp everything that he did for me and everything that he wants for me. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, one of the things more recently that I've been talking about it in a bigger way is joy in that we literally can, we can have joy in our lives and that God wants us to. And so I talk about all the ways that we can tap into it. You know, obviously it's a fruit of the spirit, but, you know, people talk about happiness and happiness is a good thing and, we, and we're allowed to be happy, but joy is an inner gladness, right? It's an, it's a, we can, we can keep renewing that. And so I think people, uh, you know, they don't always get it. And it's like, no, but God gives us to gives us that. Like we have the promise we were built, we were designed for it, but a lot of us deny ourselves it, or we aren't able to connect to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so kind of to your mom's point, you know, when people see people that have been changed, it, there is a peace about them, a joy about them, you know, inner gladness, a um, comfort or calming about them, regardless of the circumstances. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful place to be and just knowing, and it's a surrender. So, um, so you had asked me how I got into coaching and it was actually through a moment of pain that I got into coaching. So in 2019, thankfully before the pandemic, because if this hadn't happened, it's one of those moments where a setback, God's setting you up, Mm -hmm. right? Because if this event had not happened, I would have been laid off with everybody in the height of the pandemic. So end of um, October, 2019 or end of September, 2019, I'm part of a huge corporate layoff, like 300 people um, nationwide. Our position was just eliminated. And I find out by a recorded phone call. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so I thankfully, because of my faith and the wisdom God had given me, I, I felt okay in that moment. Now, first thing I had done when I suspected there was a problem, and I really think this is what made the difference for me, is when I suspected the problem, I called my now husband, my fiance at the time. I was like, something's going on. Can we stop and pray over this? And I think because of just that, that was my go-to. 
and giving it to God, I let him just be in control of this whole situation. So here I was laid off. I was a single mom at the time. My youngest was 12 or so. She's living at home with me and I'm laid off. Well, I was okay. I felt some peace about it. I knew I'd be fine, but so many of the women I worked with was not. And I began coaching them and just helping guide them in their work search and even just how to navigate this, these new waters. And I realized that this is something I wish I had had in those previous seasons of my life. But when you're unemployed or laid off, or anything, the last thing you can have is thousands of dollars to invest on a coach or even a few hundred for a new resume. And so that's how I got into coaching was founding, changing your conversation to provide that career coaching to low-income women all across the country. Mm-hmm. And that morphed into life coaching based off of just my experience of working with these women is we are constantly addressing the same root cause of everything. And it's low, low self-esteem. Yeah, Because when you're doubting who you are, the last thing you're feeling is qualified to go and apply for, even apply for this position that's another level up. Yeah. Oh, so true. So true. And uh, I love it. I love how, you know, like you said, the path just opens up for us. The opportunities open up and that's beautiful. And I love how you're helping people both through your coaching business and your nonprofit, because there is definitely a huge need in both of those spaces. And so that's so good. And I will tell you, I mean, even um, one of my kids, you know, is struggling with it, it since just in the last year and a half, but with some of the stuff that you've been, you went through and, you know, he's not currently very um, strong on his faith, right? And he's an adult, if you will. And so that is a, you know, that's something we're going through, you know, still, I mean, he is, but we are, you know, to try to support mm-hmm. him and, so to your point though, it's, I know that's a lot of it though, is, you know, he doesn't see a vision yet for his life or, you know, how he can contribute in a bigger way, not just, you know, a little job or going to school. But so I'm seeing this with so many kids though, right? And not just kids, adults too. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we have to understand that value in our worth and that we have purpose, right? We have a purpose here, you know, to, to show up and and be part of uh, the contributing basically, right, to the world. And so what else might you just share about that? You know, whether it's from low self-esteem or just not understanding that you are here, like you, it's not by accident that every single soul is on this earth. Absolutely. There's a couple of things. First and foremost, one of the beliefs I've come to in this decade plus of walking with God, and that still feels very infant in my faith at times, yeah. Um the spirit of suicide, I think, is the enemy's way of his last resort of attacking those who have a great call on their life. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way to stop God's plan is if you give into that and take that option away. Because no matter what, as long as you're breathing, you're walking this earth, there is that still that hope that God can is going to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. going to redeem you. And you're going to start walking with him and do all of these amazing things that he has planned for you. So that is the enemy's last ditched attempt on people of God. I truly, truly believe that. But then secondly, too many times we get our value wrapped up in our um, occupation. The only difference that sets us apart from the pastor teaching on a Sunday is they chose that as a vocation. Right. 
ministry work happens so much outside of that Sunday morning pulpit. Mm -hmm. And many people get stuck in this idea that if I'm not a preacher, if I'm not up there on a Sunday, if I'm not in some kind of ministry fashion ordained by the church, then I'm not doing ministry. Mm -hmm. Ministry is what happens at your dining room table over a family dinner. So what happens over coffee with a girlfriend when she's coming to you and asking you to pray for her. Ministry is what happens in your job. Okay. Every moment we are called to represent the kingdom of heaven. And in that moment, we are doing ministry. So are we bringing God's light? Are we bringing joy? Are we bringing hope into this situation? And are we honoring what Jesus has done for us? If so, then we're walking in our ministry. Absolutely. You know, I talk about it's the ministry of you. And yes, it points back to the ministry, you know, God's kingdom, God's ministry, mm-hmm. Jesus' ministry. But the point is, is the ministry of you just means it's everything you're doing in your life is your ministry. Yes. It doesn't have to be called a ministry, right? That is your life, the way you live it, the way you choose to show up in all those ways, right? To be hope and light and love and joy and uh in your contributions that is your ministry right it's your legacy if you will and so you're absolutely right about that that you know someone doesn't have to be in a certain um vocation or to to even be part of a official ministry right and or nonprofit or anything like that so it's so true and um you know what what would you just tell us though about how were you able to start seeing yourself different um you know, once you became a believer on, you know, how God sees you, how God sees all of us, because I know you also coach women in that way. Um, something hit me and it was actually, um, cause I was, I've been divorced twice. I'm now currently married. The man God's gave made for me, but in learning and preparing for this season, I wanted to be the best wife possible. And in something I was studying, he said, Never argue with your husband when he tells you you're beautiful or if he tell compliments you, because what you're going to do is you're going to create this doubt in their mind that, oh, maybe she's not as pretty. Maybe I didn't get the best one. Well, as I was reading and I'm reading all of these things that God says about me, God's like, you won't question the man that's going to be your husband, but you would question me. Who are you to question if I say you're amazing, if I say you're enough, if I say you're strong and you're equipped and you're powerful, if I say you're going to change lives, are you calling me a liar? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. And so it was that moment that really got a hold of me is that who am I to tell God he's wrong? Who am I to say, no, I'm not worthy of being your daughter. You're right. I'm not but he loves me anyways. Who am I to tell you? I, mm, you don't love me as much as your wife says I am, or as much as you say I do. Mm-hmm. And no, that's not my place. My place is be like, yes, father, I am grateful. I soak that in. And every time, even now I will start to like get questions. And so I start writing out, I am statements. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a daughter of the King. I mean, if you think about that, how powerful is that statement? I am the daughter of the king. Okay. Some of the best um, like royalty I can think of is maybe Princess Diana. She exuded grace and love and everything that she did. And that's how she honored her earthly king. 
and represented that kingdom. How should I be representing my my heavenly king and his kingdom? Absolutely. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, one of the things I recently was just reading a book that talked about this, but you know, words create worlds, right? That's mm-hmm. how Genesis starts, right? As God creates the world. And sometimes what we don't realize is the thoughts in our head, whether we speak them aloud or they're in our mind, that we allow to stay there and we don't try to improve, change, right? Like you said, if I'm thinking, oh, I look so ugly or I'm so heavy or I'm whatever the things are, mm-hmm. where you just keep repeating those things that aren't serving us. And it's surely not serving the kingdom to show up in that those thoughts, right? And so to your point is, if we can start replacing them both on paper, in our minds, we start being able to actually see ourselves the way God sees us. And he can use us even in a greater way when we can believe what he's telling us about ourselves. I was like, that entire premise is how I came up with a name for changing your conversation. Because my philosophy is this, if you change your conversation first with yourself, you're going to then change it with others. You're now changing your future. Yep. hundred percent. You know, and there's some quote, and I can't remember exactly right off the top of my head, but it's basically something like, we need to get our thoughts straight so that we can show up into and walk into a room ready to serve fully God. But imagine mm-hmm. two two different versions of yourself. Someone that walks into the room with their head down. They're not really kind of taking in the room. They're not showing up confidently in who God's made them to be versus the person that's done the work, right? To really know who they are and to feel who God's made them to be. They show up in the room with their head hung or, or you know, held high. They are confident that they're going to show up in that room to serve, to love people, mm-hmm. right? To to show up for him. And when we show up that way, he can use us to our fullest, not just kind of a little bit, you know? And so Absolutely. I think that's part of our job, right? Is to do the work to get ourselves to a place where over time we are able to show up fully and completely the person he made us to be. Absolutely. Which is very hard for us introverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's hard for everyone when you're first being asked to step into something you haven't done or in a new way. And mm-hmm. because I totally get that as well. I mean, doing, um, you know, I have the two podcasts in the one, I talk about faith in both, but the other one, I don't talk about it or one of them, I don't talk about it all the time, but the other one is completely a faith-based podcast. When I first started doing it, especially solo episodes, you know, I'm like, what in the world I'm going to, what am I going to talk about today? Oh my gosh, again, I'm going to talk about the scripture. I'm going to talk about this, but it can feel really daunting, right? Like that whole, mm-hmm. I'm not equipped, but God equips me. And so I 100% get that feeling, you know, like, or, you know, show up on stage. I've talked on stages, but if I'm shifting what I'm talking about, when you first do that, it can feel very uh, daunting, very uncomfortable because you just have to, you have to get practiced at it, right? Like we have to show up and be confident that we'll do it. But Mm -hmm. I think it does take time, you know, to get more comfortable and maybe you never get comfortable at certain things, but you know, so I, I definitely get that concept, whether you're an introvert, you're in the middle or you're an extrovert. I think it's showing up and being faithful to do the work that you're you're being pulled or drawn to. You know, I think sometimes that can feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm not so sure. But you just do it because, you know, that's where you're being called to go. Absolutely. Um, I'm like I said, I'm preparing a message for an event um, in the middle of or towards the end of June in Dallas. And it's my first time speaking at this event since COVID, but it's also the first time speaking at a non-Christian function mm-hmm. in a while. 
And I was like, God, how do I do this? How do I do this in a secular way and still bring you glory and honor and stay true to what your teachings are? Because I don't want to, I hate when people use that word, the universe. Okay. I am not going to give credit to the created. I am going to give credit to the creator. Um, And so I was like, how do I do this? And I was reminded that in the book of Ruth, God is not mentioned the entire time, but they talk about prayer and fasting and honoring and living as he says to rescue their people. He's like, if we can have a book in the Bible that doesn't even mention me by name, but brings me glory, I think you can do this talk. I think you can do this. <laughs> uh, no, it's a good reminder. And I would just, yes, encourage you in that way, because, you know, uh, I like a lot of different Christian um, inspirational authors, but one of the one of the ones I like is Bob Goff. But he has mm-hmm. parts of his book that he's like, I don't you out scripture. And I don't, you know, he's like, I don't, he's like, there was a time when I thought, oh, you know, the bigger the audience, you know, get a stadium full or football field and then, you know, talk about God. And he's like, then I realized that's not real. People don't necessarily need more direction and more telling. They just need more showing, right? The way mm-hmm. you live, the way you show up on stage, your graciousness and the way you're connecting with the people at the event, all, everything you're going to do at that event, even if the, the word out of your mouth isn't God per se on stage, will point people to him in some way. Absolutely. You know, or, or they'll be curious about you and they'll go to your website or they'll follow you online and then they'll see, right. Mm-hmm. Then they'll get a message. So I think sometimes it's, we're only meant to give them a glimmer and then mm-hmm. over time, right. They'll, they'll get what they need, you know, and we're showing up and being faithful, um, just being there, right. And being a representative, if you will, right. A exactly. Example. So, yeah, I love that. So what else would you want to share with us today? Just um, you know, encouraging people, you know, in their lives and just trying to step into more, I think, you know, the hope and joy and peace that we can find, you know, when we're, when we're um, looking to just enrich that part of our lives with our relationship with God. Uh, The biggest part, the biggest thing I can ever do to encourage people is get in your Bible. It is called the living word of God for a reason. You can read a passage a dozen times over and it's not going to hit you. But when you read it again in the season it was meant for you for, it's going to speak to you. But also when you're reading your Bible for yourself, you come to hear God whisper at you, nudge you. And it's a really very personal and intimate way to spend time with him and come to know his voice because you have so many different voices um, vying for your attention. And a lot of our thought patterns are made up of two things, voices and choices. Okay. And so how are you going to know God's voice when he's speaking his truth into you, if you don't spend time with him? So spending time in your Bible, spending time with God and getting to know his voice. So when he's speaking, daughter, you are powerful. Daughter, you are enough. You are meant for this moment, or I've got you. You can come rest. It's okay. You'll know that voice as opposed to the other was like, mm, you're not. Mm. So that's the first bit. The second is surround yourself with godly people who are going to speak his truth into you. And it also is going to help you become familiar with his voice in that way as well, because God uses people to do his will. Yeah. So, so good. I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So as we start uh, wrapping up 
any just last um, words of encouragement beyond what you just said that you want to share? And then we'll find out how people can connect with you online. Don't give up. Just don't give up and just trust God. Um, it faith is very, it's a, such a simple thing. It is a yes or no. It is drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know what? I'm trusting you and I'm never looking back this way. Um, so just don't give up and draw your line in the sand and say, you know, God, I am for you and I trust you and don't let go of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just want to add before we, we end this episode is, you know, just, um, like Dara said, just if you are struggling to feel hopeful or you're, you're feeling depressed or any other types of things, there are people that want to help you that want to pray with you. There, there are churches you can go to. There's tons of places online that you can, you know, chat with people or do whatever. So just, just know that you do have value and worth and that you have a purpose in this lifetime and you're needed. And so, and loved, you know, you're so loved. So yeah, I would just encourage you, you know, just like you said, every day, you know, it's just a gift to to be alive. And so I hope uh, we can all find that hope and that love and that joy that's available to us. So if you're struggling with that, please reach out, you know, uh, find a friend or a neighbor or somebody in your community to go connect with and uh, maybe have a cup of coffee. So Dara, I just want to thank you for being with us again today. I love the work you're doing in the world and how you're helping so many people, you know, see the light and the promises that are available to us. So how can people connect with you online and learn about your devotional and all the work you're doing? Um, Well, first of all, thank you again for having me. It has been a pleasure. I love this conversation. So thank you. Um, can always connect with me online at belightandsalt.com. That's going to go and talk about my, it's going to have the link to my devotional filled. It's also going to have a free armor of God um, prayer download. That it was my personal prayer for, um, oh gosh, at least five years. I now pray it over my husband and I every single morning. Um, I think that's just one of my best coverings for the day is when I am armored up. Um, but it'll talk about, it has links to my coaching as well. And please, by all means, come connect with me online. You can find me most active on Instagram. It's at the real underscore Derek Koenig. Just don't mind all the dog videos. I love showing off my fantastic pets. So. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay, guys, as we wrap up today's episode, I just wanted to share a thought with you. And then I also wanted to share one really quick scripture with you. But the first thought is, is that I truly do hope that this episode has um, maybe moved you. Maybe it, um, for those of you that maybe are listening that feel distance from God, or maybe you're curious, but you really haven't, um, you don't have a relationship with God, or you haven't gotten to know Jesus and what he does for us then I hope this episode will encourage you, you know, find a friend to go to church with or try a church or open the Bible, find an online devotional, but just crack, you know, allow the crack to open a little bit more and allow your heart to hear um, and listen to what God has to say to you. And if this episode spoke to you and you know someone that's struggling with a hard season, or maybe they're struggling um, with depression or suicide, I hope that you'll share this with them if you think that it could help them because you know, obviously, personally, Dara has walked through this hard time, this 
difficult season in her life um, for a long time. And, uh, you know, there's people in my own life that have or are walking through similar things. And so I just, I hope that it will uh, hope. I'm sorry. I hope that it will bless and uh, really help some people. Also, I want to just wrap up with um, part of John, uh, the the gospel of John, because I think it's uh, kind of really aligns with what we talked about today and that Dara mentioned, you know, that, uh, that John is a message of hope for all of us in getting to know God and what he promises us. And so I'm going to share 1 John 5, 4, which says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And I just want to, uh, you know, just remind us that that is the point. When we are born of God, in other words, when we um, basically surrender, when we give our lives over to God, that we are showing up um, to be in relationship with him, that we are here to be of service to God, that we believe his promises and um, what he has for us, that it overcomes the world. And part of the world is, right, the darkness, um, you know, the devil, evilness, uh, suicide, anxiety, all these things. And so the thing is, is when we are of God, we have victory to overcome the world. And with that, overcome all of these things of the world so that we can experience the fruit of the Spirit which are many, but some of them are the fruit of peace, the fruit of joy, the fruit of, um, you know, basically letting go of worry and anxiety. And so I just hope that um, today's message really in conversation and testament will really, um, you know, touch people. And I hope that uh, it'll, it'll help someone out there. And if this episode really spoke to you, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about that. And, um, you know, just reach out. You can Email me directly uh, from my website, kristenfitch.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.